2: Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Sitting across the table in his snazzy new Beats headphones is Josh Landy.
3: I'm learning all the tricks about sound engineering, even though we have Leon, who's terrific, back Mm. with us today. I'm nervous that in the future I may need... To do the sound engineering again, so I've got the headphones on. I think you will. I don't think anyone listening at home would be aware or interested that I'm wearing headphones. They might be more interested in your beautiful jumper with yeah, a, with a bear on enough. a skateboard. I saw <laughs> you post it on uh, on Instagram earlier. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Is that a new purchase?
2: I, I didn't just post a picture of myself on Instagram gratuitously. I was interviewing legendary, worldwide, um, worldwide famous, world famous actor Jamie Dornan. That was why it was a picture of me with him. I But to you know chose his. a
3: great jumper for the occasion. Splendid jumper, yeah. It's a little
2: Palace Polo Ralph Lauren collab, Josh. Yeah,
3: I'm going to get involved. I might have to get the same yeah. one. We can wear That's it together.
2: Fine. I mean, you can try. They are very limited edition, but, you know, you can
3: try. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Do you, do you know the right people? I, I always know ways More right than people. Supreme.
2: It's on the same lines as Supreme, okay. yeah. yeah.
3: Good. We've got two great guests.
2: It's good, exactly. Enough of that twattery. I speak above myself, not you. We've got two great guests. We have John Bruin, freelance writer, editor, person, extraordinaire. Gone for hire. Football expert, I'm calling you. Okay, well, how about that? I hope I can live up are. to that. <laughs> Who's been on before? Welcome back. Thank you. And new, newbie, Doctor, Doctor. We've had a do- this, could be a, this could be a Football last Arsenal first. Have you had a Doctor before? I don't think so. I can't think of one. No. Dr. Tom Markham, who's official, I'll have to read your official Twitterography because it is splendid. Head of strategic BD, which I had no idea what that meant, but I'm informed it's business development. Correct. At SI Games, who are the people who give us Football Manager. Yes. Which is a phenomenon, obviously. I mean, really, there's only like three games people care about these days, isn't it? Football Manager, FIFA, something else. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. I think that's what the kids play. Kids, yeah. (laughs) Um, And you're also a producer, a film producer of a film about Carlos Kaiser. I am. Can you tell us about that now? I mean, I'm well, intrigued.
0: If, if you want to hear about it now, yeah. The I'm Greatest footballer never to play football is the very enticing tagline. Sure. Well, going back to the start, a very good friend of mine, and actually the person who I sit beside, this fellow season ticket holder at Arsenal, uh, Rob Fulham is his name. He's an oil broker in the city, oh, yeah. and he found he was actually trying to find out what Ali Dia was up to now. That's and he came across this story about Carlos Kaiser. So it was three paragraphs in Portuguese. He, showed, he translated them, showed them to me, and I looked at it and dismissed it and said, you know, this story is absolutely ridiculous. But the premise of it was that this guy managed to blag a 26-year professional football career despite being terrible at football. Oh, I love these stories. So well, that, that was 2013. Right. 2014, we travelled to Brazil for the World Cup. I was there with a friend who worked in the football industry. We went out with, on two, two nights out in a row, a few caipirinhas, a few beers, <laughs> and uh, people were telling their best football stories, and this story came up twice as basically the best Brazilian football story. And it just got better and better. We were asking all the obvious questions as to how someone might be able to do this, yeah. why it was allowed. Yeah. But the more that came out, the more gobsmacked we were. So we actually came back. We were in, uh, we were in another boozer, not a million miles from here. I drinking in story. the story. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I think yeah. that, that's thematic okay. of, the, of the whole okay. process. Right, But... Um, it started off, we'd never made a movie before, and uh, effectively, Rob said, someone should make a film about this, and then after about six points it was, we should make a film about this. Wow. So, fast forward, uh, three years down the line, it was at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York, it was nominated for Best UK Feature at Raindance. But the story itself is so, it, it's one of the best comment tales yeah. you'll ever yeah. come across. He befriended two generations of the best Brazilian footballers. So from the 70 team right through to the 94 team, we interviewed Carlos Alberto, we interviewed Zico, we interviewed Bebeto. Wow. And there's a few other, I think 12 World Cup winners we interviewed... During the making, making of this, and so and when's it out here? So it's it's now uh, it's it's out on digital, oh, and like DVD. iTunes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. here, here right. only in the UK and and, right. and in Ireland, mainly because we we released a book at the same time because right. the story was so deep. So uh, yeah, it's it's out on the UK it, it, in, in the UK. I think we had a, a cinematic release. It was in about sixty cinemas, but it was. Sure. Again, it's a, it's a small independent yeah. film. Yeah.
1: I've, I've seen it. I, oh, s- I went to see it we at go. the cinema.
0: Yes, good to hear. Uh, That's how
1: committed you are to the football, as a, as a theme. Well, it was my companion of the time. I was going oh, okay. to go and see it, but oh, okay. it was, I'm Fine glad enough. she took me along. Let's put <laughs> she it that dragged way. you along. <laughs> and, you, no. and you enjoyed it, obviously. It was excellent, yes. Excellent. It was right. excellent. She fell Thank asleep, you. but there you go. <laughs> well,
2: we may, we may took more. I mean, that, I mean, you've said... Almost all there is to be said, but we may talk more about that later. But we should talk about Arsenal first. That's
0: that is you are so your season ticket holder. Where do you sit? Correct, uh, block one eleven, just uh, behind the Old Trafford O two uh, oh. banner. So Uh-oh. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, across from the directors' box, a little bit to the right, close to Robert Peston. Really, that's yeah.
2: good to know. Robert
0: Peston, who famously
2: was that? What was the game? Was it Cologne? The Cologne game, where he alleged <laughs> on Twitter that the german fans were kind of doing nazi salutes and stuff and i think in the end yeah and i think in the end he got bit carried away and people were like i don't know if that actually did and there was anyway there was definitely i remember him <laughs> being very furious i mean he's not here to defend himself i'm not having a go even but he definitely got like really angry about it. You remember that whole situation where there were thousands and thousands they arrived you know that whole kind of uh, amazing night I,
1: I was both there and I also saw Robert Pest quite oh my recently. God, this is, you're like everywhere. Yeah. You're the Forrest Gump of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> I saw him at a Funkadelic concert. George Brilliant Yeah. This is brilliant. Dressed in the same clothes that he'd been wearing on TV that afternoon. Fair enough. You could, yeah. he probably probably not have time to go home and change, did he? No.
2: I mean, for, and also have a
1: Funkadelic. I but it was know. some night where sort of massive Brexit news broke, and he oh, was right. tweeting from right,
2: oh, and I knew great. where he was tweeting from, which that's good. <laughs> that's very exciting. Did you ask him about the whole Cologne fans thing? I Josh just... is just tracking down this.
3: Well, I have found uh, Robert Pesson's tweet uh, that you are, I think, referring to yeah. on the fourteenth uh, of September, twenty seventeen, at eight thirty seven. He tweeted, <laughs> "These Cologne fans are a disgrace. Nazi salutes, peeing in doorsteps. My European solidarity being tested."
2: Yeah. And I, I remember bringing this up on this very podcast, like that he'd said that. Because that, I, 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 what happened to me that night? For some reason, I didn't get to that game. So I was kind of. Rel- and, Showbiz. Yeah. But I, don't, but I don't think anyone else seemed to have noticed this, this stuff happening. So I, oh, I'm not saying you invented it.
3: What about you but... retweet it now? <laughs> no, some I'm 12, gonna, 14 no, months on. Get, you could get the whole thing. I don't want to get
2: pestered in trouble. <laughs> all.
3: We should invite him on. Oh, God, get so him on. That'd defend be great. himself. Yeah. Anyway. Um, more topical. We should just genuinely talk about Arsenal is what you meant. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, that's all, this is all I mean. Like being next to Peston at a, at a Funkadelic gig is frankly... Not gonna, it's not going to get any better than that. But... Do you went to the game? Didn't I went you? to the game. I say that like no one ever goes to, the, uh, to an away game.
3: up. No, it's very. It's the hardest game to get a ticket for. Yeah, genuinely. tiny, it's the smallest isn't it? allocation. It is funny. I, I obviously, as, as listeners to the podcast will know, occasionally go to Leighton Orient. My, I guess what I will call my second team. It's amazing how similar the grounds feel. It's extraordinary. And yet, one is playing in the Premier League, supposed to compete on the same level as 75,000 Old Trafford, and yet here we are, at Bournemouth, with you know twelve thousand people. It, it's just. A small statement doesn't feel very Premier League. But it was great, great to, to get down to the South Coast and, uh, yeah, enjoyed the day On much.
2: On the TV coverage, on, uh, on Ultra HD Sky coverage, you could hear, it's so small, you could hear, like, what, like the managers and coaches were shouting at the I yeah. always Enjoy,
3: <laughs> and also you're so close to the pitch, you you hear the players. Right, it's an unusual right. one. Usually, yeah. you know, Premier League stadiums just a, a buzz of noise. Mm. And actually, it wasn't the best atmosphere. I thought it was fairly flat from both fans. Yeah, the Arsenal see, fans right. were okay, but nothing special. I thought it was a bit
2: with You could hear so much. You of could that. really. Because <laughs> <It, laughs> there wasn't it was that much chanting.
3: Yeah, a lot of Kalasin actually was sort of on the side. Well, just sort of, you know just shouting. I guess at ex players. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I don't think he was discussing his sort of plans for the evening or Robert Peston's tweets. I think he was just no. genuinely Really talking no. about sort of the game. No. Okay, um, I didn't notice anything particularly unusual. And uh, yeah, you um You know, you're right next to the gantry. It's all just incredibly enclosed. Yeah. Like, I dare say you've been down there, John.
1: Yeah, quite a few times. Yeah. I quite, it's quite a nice trip I find. Yeah. And you are. I remember being sat next to Jurgen Klopp pretty much, and he was pretty. It was a the game they lost five four. Oh wow, that was a special game. He was angry all the way through, <laughs> and he was three one up. And I thought, why is he angry? And then and then that he, he shows, he shows it, yeah. that he knew what he was looking right. at because yeah. they suddenly collapsed. Yeah, well, it was interesting that after this is a little
2: preliminary to, to actually talking about Arsenal again, but after the yeah. Liverpool game this weekend, which they won 3 0, Klopp said, like, Do you see him? He was like, I'm so relaxed now about my defence. literally like, I'm chilling out about because they've sorted that issue out so brilliantly. Whereas Arsenal, I felt uh, every time Bournemouth attacked, I was like, they, they could well, they could probably score. So I still feel, even though, so the whole thing was like a our whole season writ large, wasn't it? It was yet again, like, first-half performance. At least the first 25, 30 minutes I thought was pretty shit. They, they were kind of, I don't know, they definitely had all the best chances. Then we got that unbelievably lucky own goal out of nowhere, <laughs> which was extraordinary. And then we kind of started playing really well, particularly in the second half and stitching stuff together. And I thought we looked pretty good... For the win
1: in the end John Is that I, 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 I agree with that But they're sort of Clinging on at the end though Remember oh god that yeah. Clinging on Of the, course the, uh, uh, yeah. Free kick in the last minute Right yeah. was it? From a classic Mustafi the Mustafi foul, Yes sure. Classic yeah. Textbook But he, he, it was one where he I think he felt he had to make the foul Did he though? I'm not sure. There was someone behind him. I'm not saying that him thinking he had to make the fault is the the right. No. Of course. I'm sure you're right that he thought. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't look. If he'd looked for one second or half a second. And then they had that free kick, which
3: I thought they'd do rather better with than they actually did. It took forever, it seemed, to actually take that free kick. Yeah. Um, And then it was the last kick of the game. Yeah. Um, And it did feel like, you know, relief more than anything. I mean, it was amazing. Given we haven't won a first half all. All season. season, which I think only Cardiff of <laughs> the other team in the Premier League they haven't done it. And ironically, I think Wolves one one, and that was was that against us the other week, were they? Yeah, about time. So to, to be with ten seconds of the half to go, and the ball being in the area we were attacking. I mean, how on yeah. earth do you still not just see that into time? And yeah. he, I don't know, there were so people many were faults go- with that goal. People were having a
2: go at Iwobi Did you use this for that goal. because Iwobi's lost-
3: dad was right in front of us yesterday. Oh, really? He seemed like oh, a very nice man. Okay. Yeah, it was strange. I, was, I didn't, wouldn't have known who he is. Brian Iwobi? Or you, no, well, um, I don't know what his first name <laughs> is, but uh, people yeah. around us seem to know who he was. And it was great, lovely that he's just mixed in with all, with all the fans. Were people having
2: a go at...
0: Wobe Alex Iwobi, for giving no, up all the No, I don't think it oh, was good.
3: sort of overly public knowledge. He didn't have he didn't have a badge on it, like a name badge. <laughs> Iwobi's there. Iwobi's senior. D- he did you sat- have
0: a restricted view ticket on the back of that? Um, because I'm sure he's a big man.
3: Well, I was I sort of two rows behind just to the right of him. So he wasn't <laughs> affecting my view. Um, he was very near Kelechi. Do you know Kelechi who goes on Arsenal Fan TV? Yes. Um, he always brings various... Things with him. He had some sort things. of. Well, I don't. I presume they're sort of. I don't know if they're religious or, or relevant to oh, it, okay. his culture. Oh, right. uh, but he had a big sort of what you looked like a, a yellow feathery item with a him yesterday. A yellow feathery item? Yes. Um, I'll try and Google okay. it in a moment. Um, so he so was. Not a flare. flare. Do you see sort the,
2: what, the sort
1: the, of Ken no. Dodd? <laughs> oh, yeah, tickling
2: stick. <laughs>
3: tickling stick. That'd be great. Brilliant.
2: I mean, I'd love him more than I already do if he brought a tickling stick to the game. Anyway, you know. um, uh, anyway,
3: I didn't. It speak with I, anyway, it him Anyway, it be. Yeah, it was, people. I was. I was nervous not to be. You know, any A yeah. uh, ab-
2: It's hard to blame. It, I'm unfair to blame Iwobi I mean, I he,
3: blame Mustafi.
2: Right, I blame Mustafi oh, more, and also uh,
0: Bella in a little bit because he didn't. Um, he didn't get back to it. He? he kind of like let the whole thing happen. Yeah. What, what's it's, your feeling about that? <laughs> such a a terrible time to concede and as you said from an attacking position I was actually watching the game uh, I was in Oslo for the weekend Uh, a a, a mate of mine organised 12 pubs of Christmas in Oslo which was the most organised pub crawl I've ever been on I was wearing an Arsenal Christmas jumper and there was 60 people on this 60? 60 people and the next day, I was watching the game in in, in Norwegian. So so that was interesting. Blimey! Was that the most expensive pub crawl you've been on? Uh, yeah, certainly was. But I I actually had some money on Mick McCarthy to get the Ireland job. So that paid for my weekend. So God, uh, impressive, blimey! <laughs> impressive, oh, <laughs> uh, wow!
2: Well, yeah, weekend. I was yeah.
0: he was he big odds or he, he must have been fair? No, he was short odds. But yeah, it, it was good information. It was still, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, did the Norwegian commentator blame Iwobi for that goal?
0: It Iwobi? sounded like he he was uh, Hector Bellerin's name was mentioned yeah, a couple Bellerin, of times Bellerin. so maybe it was it was going with Josh's view on on this and and your view but yeah. I mean I'm not time. I'm not fully blaming Hector
2: because I love Hector now and I think yeah. he's turned everything around like same with Iwobi they've both been two of our most improved players so I feel it's harsh to blame them there's definitely like but the funny thing was in the pre-match interview you know, they did the silly pre-match interview on Sky um, Emery made a point of saying how I've been going on at them about stopping quick counter-attack counter goals. <laughs> yeah. And it's like <laughs> literally a glittering example.
3: Because <laughs> Rob Holding in the post, Matt, he was interviewed yes. on the Five Live Football Daily, he must have spoken to Five Live after the game. I was listening this morning. He also made a point, he was asked that question that every Arsenal player has been asked since... Arson has left the club, which is what is the biggest change in yeah. the club. And he mentioned about, you know, the, the focus and not getting done on, on counter-attacks. Mm. And he, the question didn't come back going, oh, that's interesting, Kevin, that's exactly what went wrong <laughs> yeah. yesterday. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly what, you know, he said before the game. Generally, and um, I spoke to, I, we organised, um, Jeremy Ali your oh, our yeah, mate who we yeah. mentioned, he was obviously working for Malaysian TV yesterday and, and Unai obviously. went out and uh, spoke to them <laughs> okay. after the game okay. and i you know so i watched back which people here wouldn't have seen he, he did the interview with um, with them yesterday no, nobody says less in their interviews oh, than I've seen they, this before. it's unbelievable I've seen this before. it's like deliberate if he had to speak it's in incredible. spanish he'd be expected to it's, actually say something no, no, interesting no, no, I, he just flatbacks everything <laughs> yeah. it's amazing I've,
1: I've heard him translated from spanish when he was sevilla manager yeah and he went on and on Oh, no, it wasn't very interesting. Right, but, he, but, but I think he talks a lot, because he talks a lot, but says nothing. It's absolutely nothing. It's incredible. Yeah. It just kind of like witters, doesn't it?
2: And I think it's a brilliant skill. It's hard to write up what he's saying. It's hard to write up what he's
1: Transcribing yeah.
2: is, like, there's nothing there. There's nothing there, but he did say something about Ozil, though. He, in the, unbelievably, didn't he? Apparent, apparently, now I've been trying to triple check, but apparently he did say something like... Um, I, when he was asked why he, Urza didn't play the game and didn't come on or anything, he said something like, I, didn't, I was worried Urza wasn't strong enough yes. for Bournemouth away. And that, this has been, this is going round. So I think the paper, the son had the paper, him saying, not coward, what word did they use? Coward or something like that about <laughs> Urza. I mean, going, obviously going, going too far. But there's definitely this, he definitely alluded in the midst of the not saying anything nonsense that yeah. Emery says, the fact that he didn't feel confident in playing or away at Bournemouth. Bournemouth are not like Stoke. It's not like their Bournemouth play, you know, there was like about 2000 in the game. But that was weird, wasn't it? What's your female yeah. that, John?
1: I, I, well, I think Bournemouth probably are a bit tougher than you might. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, we do know that Emery's videoing, you know, yeah. DVD collection of Bournemouth is probably quite extensive. But, I mean, they've got... Uh, the guy. Actually, the guy that scored the own goal... Uh, yeah. Lerman. Lerman. yeah. yeah. Lerman. Oh, yeah, he had
2: about a bit foul. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, he... Yeah. They they put it about a bit. When Bournemouth first came up, they were quite soft. Right. But Eddie Howe has injected a bit of steel into okay. them. Right. But, um, I mean, if you're going to discuss the Ozil thing... Oh, let's do it. Uh <laughs> I think my reading of this is... Remember Emery was manager of PSG where he pretty much had to pick oh, yeah. like these players. An array of
2: dilettanti.
1: Yeah, and this, but do for being instance. a manager of Arsenal where he has much more free reign, he's able to take decisions. Mm. And uh, I think if you probably look at his Sevilla team, he did that as well. It would be certain players wouldn't play in big games that you thought would start. And it's very much his own man. Yeah, so yeah. that um, Ozil... Well, I mean, you can tell me more about this about how well he's been playing. But well, he played had one great game, didn't he? We yeah. used that
2: game. Leicester, than and he was pretty good against Liverpool. I think was he? Um, then, but it's
3: this new territory where where he's fit. There's no sense of unwell or illness, which has always been slightly yeah. uncertainty that for away yeah. games he can the illnesses. He's yeah. fit. He's there. Could have played and was not selected. It's slightly new territory.
2: It's fascinating. But Tom, I guess. He, he the other thing about it was I mean, apart from him saying he didn't feel he was strong enough to face Bournemouth away, which was fascinating the um, you're doubting that quote, only, I can I can say well to I, it, Josh. I, I now to see that, it because I saw him yeah. ask yeah. that que-
3: I saw him ask that question right. also on the Malaysian television yeah. stuff I watched back. Oh okay. And he, and
2: you he, want to watch British <laughs> TV instead of Malaysian TV? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I um, think the have that. Quote Guardian. Yeah, as well. Guardian. It's in all the papers. Anyway, and, and
3: he, he, yeah. he to them just sort of flays <laughs> out. Like, you know, he went. Yeah. I've got lots of options yeah. available to me, and different players are needed for different games, and everyone will get an opportunity.
1: that's truthful though, isn't it? Yeah,
2: but anyway, but the formation was not it did not include any position for him to play. No. But, although, what I would say is, so there's no number 10 in that formation, yeah. but he did have Mkhitaryan, who was effing useless, yeah. and I feel it has been completely useless for most of the season.
0: He could have played in that position, couldn't he? He's, been, he's played out wide, wide-ish in attack, oh, hasn't he? What's your feeling about the whole... thing? 100%. Ozil? But going back to your point, I actually really like the way Emre you know, is able to to mix it up, he's actually keeping the players on his toes on their toes because a lot of players aren't starting games like, you know, Obamian came to the club with this problematic reputation and then with him sitting on the bench in in big enough games Mm. and obviously coming in and making Mm. an impact, he really is keeping them on their toes. And ultimately that's such a difficult game by Arsenal standards, it has been a bit of a bogey ground. So he's got the results. So yeah. no, no one can really argue with the with the team yeah. selection.
2: What do you think about the the, the three at the back issue? Because it start, I felt it start, we started. I didn't. I thought it was a complete disaster to start with. But then it kind of in the end it worked. And on match of the day two, um, who was on X Ex- Paulins and Ups- Matt Upson? Yes, said it worked really well attacking wise. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely convinced it was that great.
1: But what what did you think? Of it? Well, yeah, I'm. <laughs> That's the first time he's played it this season, is that yeah. right? In the and league. He played it away in Europa, I think,
2: maybe. Yeah, and yeah.
1: holding in one of the post-match things i seem seemed a little bit, you yeah. know, oh, it's a new system yeah. and oh, we're going to we're gonna yeah. have to get used to <laughs> yeah, it. And say that, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure about that. But I just think Emery is a manager who likes to shuffle things around. And also... He's yeah, definitely if, a shuffler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Certain managers, um, if a manager's in trouble, like let's say that Arsene Wenger was for a... A while, players don't like being left out. Yes, yes, (laughs) left out of the team. Yeah, but Emery at this point is in a position where players don't like being, don't mind being left out of the team, and are willing to prove themselves to him. Yeah, I think so. You know, that's true of Ozil, though. Well, that's the big question, isn't it? Mm. And I think maybe there's a test gone in there. Yeah, you know, he he perhaps thought I can drop Ozil for for Bournemouth and see how how he reacts to it. Yeah, because he would be the one player at Arsenal maybe these days that you would question whether his response to that would be positive.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and he
1: didn't warm up at all, which was weird. Yes, I mean, well, like that he, doesn't he, <laughs> suggest a positive
2: response, no, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, does
3: it? Hasselbank was on the, I think the the international feet, uh, just to continue this theme of, of content that wasn't <laughs> seen. <laughs>
2: Where are you you? This is Turkish television you're watching, or and
3: yeah. his theory on it was that it's it, it, absolutely Emery wanting to keep Ozan on his toes and, and make it feel that there's there's no one player that is you know undroppable, and he was you know liable to sort. Of make sure he had a break at some point to make him feel yeah. and that this is what Hasselbank was arguing will get the best out of Ozil by sort of not making him feel that he, uh, he is on drop or that he has to prove his place in the team but, but,
1: Yeah and the thing is actually if you if you hear Ozil I mean he wrote about this in his book didn't he that the the manager oddly that he liked playing for the most was jose Mourinho, who is the yeah. ultimate tough love manager mm. so maybe that's the yeah, way that's forward yeah i who do did, feel who did call him a coward in his book i recall yes and several names which <laughs> but not politically uh, politically correct <laughs> oh dear yeah yeah i
2: I'm kind of in two minds about Ozil myself i don't know i feel like i mean i love him and everything i, I mean i always say this so it's not nothing new but I equally i do feel it, it, he, he notably does not produce a great performance, but often enough. He's
0: and I keep, I've been player. comparing.
2: He's a, lu, a luxury. He is a luxury player in that sense, but I feel like when he's on song, you, you don't want to... Then you, you know, he plays one of the games. like He did play a few weeks ago, and then you, you kind of want to keep him just for, in the hope that he does one of those things. And then I kept. I'm comparing to Eden Hazard. He's been brilliant this season. Eden Hazard was pretty crap against Spurs. So yeah. even the best. World Cup players can have an off day. It's just I feel Ozil oh, has too many off days. And so that... If, but I'm totally... Bottom line is I'm totally behind Emre dropping for this. I think we all are, I are mean, Does anyone feel it was unfair? It feels fair, doesn't it? I'm interested. Now it's what happens. Does he play against Spurs? Yeah. Well,
3: forget Spurs. I mean, does he oh, does he play on Thursday? That would be he, amazing. Is he taking all the way to Vauxhall? Does he sit on the bench <laughs> yeah. again? Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
2: If he forces him to play in the minus 14 degree
3: conditions... Minus 12, you're exaggerating.
2: Why well, is exaggerating? Minus 12 to 14... Um, conditions in in uh, where is it Volkslaw Ukraine thank you then he'll, he'll, he'll fancy be a late trip? I don't feel <laughs> i just to see potential um, war zone at yeah, the moment yeah potential <laughs> war zone oh my god yeah you're right i fancy the idea of seeing ozil like reaction if he's picked for that game he must be furious i feel like his ego is very you know raw and it's not he's not the kind of going i think he he'd rather be, be left at home i <laughs> think he'd rather <laughs> definitely be rather be told oh yeah you're definitely playing against spurs don't worry put your yeah. feet up
3: I, nice, course, if, I think he'll play against Spurs. I mean, I don't know about Thursday. I, I can't see a scenario yeah, I think where Meadows does not start against, against Spurs at home. My big question about
2: Emery, with with the tinkering thing you're talking about, with changing things around so mm. much, is on the one hand, it feels like good squad management and keep, and keeping and keeping people on their toes, like we're saying, and all that. But equally, on the other hand, and I think the fact that every single first half this season has been... Take, we've taken so long to get into it. You feel... It, it just must confuse the players. And I feel like... I'm not sure. Like when when Wenger was manager, we did used to slag him off a bit. Well I did for constantly messing it about and not knowing his best team. And now, kind of Emery, I feel doesn't necessarily know his best team either. And, and clearly, loves changing things and formations and that team selection but on on that. No, one in in the world would they have guessed that lineup? I don't think any Arsenal fan could have guessed that lineup in the entire universe. And yet, he, that's what he picked.
1: But I suppose it's how clear the message is to the players. You know that they trust the manager. Okay, we're playing this position. We're playing this, this time. I mean, the I suppose rotation in teams was introduced maybe 15 years ago by Rafa Benitez, Alex Ferguson. Yeah. And both of those have this, you know, this many stories of, you're going to be great in this game. And the player would think, great. And then would think, hang on, that means I'm not playing for two weeks. Yeah. And, I mean, Emery's communication in English, and it doesn't have to be in English, of course, we do wonder how clear that is at the, at this point. But you know he is the micromanaging manager, yeah. And there's a lot of information is fed to them. So the way things are going, it looks like the players do trust him. But you know mm. we'll find out yeah. in the fullness of time about that. Does it matter, Tom, that we've got like you know 350 grand a week, or wherever
2: he's on or so on the bench, and Mkhitaryan 200? Fifty thousand, whatever he gets. I mean, God knows. And he's like not doing doing anything. Picked everything up. Does things matter, or is the bigger picture? Does it not match it? We we're playing those wages, and so what? As long as we get these victories, the, the run is incredible, isn't it? The, you know. Yeah. Well, is...
0: you can't argue with the run, but mm. I, I think economically, you've got to you've got to manage your resources as best you can. But you know, on the same way that you've just argued that, no other football club in the Premier League would be getting rid of. Uh, Wilshire, Walcott and mm. potentially Ramsey for a combined fee of 20 million you'd yeah. probably put a one in front of that with anyone else so I, I'd argue that that's more of a cardinal sin from an economic perspective football wise yeah. than, yeah. than the, the wages because let's I, I, I'm perf- I'm of the view that if Ozil was at Man City in the current form, everyone would say he's the best player in the world or the best player in the Premier League at, at, at that point. Because... Do you mean Pep could get better out of him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think. I, th- I sorry, I think that um, yeah, that that given the resources and everyone that's around him, that he could build a ridiculous team around yeah. around Mesut.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'd say probably.
1: I, I'm not sure how place. Ozil in the same class.
0: In pre- the Premier League is David Silva, or I'd have Ozil every day of the week over David Silva. I think Santi oh, Cazorla was better than than uh, David Silva personally. Very okay. very one sided. Oh, I, I think very, David David Silva... he's one sided. It's
1: quite a decent side though, isn't it? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Oh, I think I'd rather have David Silva.
2: I have to say, I think he's incredibly, absolutely brilliant player. Yeah. But, you know, that's fair enough. We'll talk more about this controversy. It's not particularly about David Silva. It's not a Manchester <laughs> podcast. We'll talk more about um, Arsenal after this break. Footballistically Arsenal is lubricated by Watniss Perlale. is Parallel, the Footballistically Arsenal Beer of the Month. Footballistically, the Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And we're back from the grape. The grape? We're back from the break. Um, uh, we should talk about the, this, the run. As I alluded to the run. Is Emery the luckiest manager on earth, certainly in the Premier League? We're on this incredible run, unbeaten run. We didn't play very well. We had the most spectacular own goal that we the took advantage of. They had a perfectly good goal ruled offside. This has been happening a lot. I have to say, now I'm loving the luck and everything, but yeah. we have to acknowledge it. It's it's pretty
3: incredible, isn't yeah. it? there was a West Ham game as well. There was an own goal that completely yeah. changed the game. So to have two of those in the first thing games, that's made a massive impact. Um, and the offside decision that, you know, went with us. Uh, look, we've been saying it, haven't we? I mean, it, it's, if you had sort of just seen highlights of all 17 games and sort of had to, or did Arsenal sort of, you know, end up winning all these games all these chances we've conceded You're saying there's never a chance there's never a chance you'd escape without a single defeat in 17 games but the biggest thing is and i'm starting to to see and, I, and this isn't you know it's always been like the people that loved Arsenal. are they going to be a bit more negative about the new regime or, or vice versa yes i think we're starting to get better i think there are the, the huh. i'm starting to get more confident yeah. in what we've seen and, and i know you mentioned you didn't think that the three at the back there looked particularly but it, it looked more stable and as the game went on particularly second half, more stable than so many moments of, of oh, last campaign for, oh, Certainly, sure, yeah. so i think yes we've been lucky but i just genuinely believe that we will get better as the season goes on i still don't necessarily think that'll be enough to get us back in the top four but we, i think we'll likely if we're talking about we've been better in the second half of games than in the first half i think so too mm. the second half of the season will be better than the first half and the well, first half's been pretty the, good and results yeah. um, look yeah I want to come on to, you know, talking about Arsenal's budget with because I know that's mm. a scenario Tom knows about and it, there was a report today saying we're you know we're fifth in the um, wages and we're fifth in the league. I think we're on par at the moment. I think I think that's kind of where we are. I think we have the potential if we come fourth, that's you know, a really successful season mm. and above par. What happens in the next ten days as we play Tottenham and United will probably dictate quite arguably where we feel because they're the two you know two of the teams yeah. that are going to be fighting us for the top four although possibly not united which john will come on to no doubt in a second hmm. i do feel that <laughs> i do feel that um generally like i
2: feel like he's established a style of play which we've got i feel we've got on we've got a personality and there's a personality to our style of play there's an identity that's the word that you know people use about isn't there and it's like almost like a technical, you know, that passing it around, keeping the ball as much as possible. That's why it was weird in the first half because 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 they had they 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 um, had more of the play, but then overall we did quite easily. I think we had more possession than them. I think it seems a possession game and like and. Qu- quite quick press, you know, to use that horrible, that horrible phrase, you know, when they get the ball, I hate all these cliches. But I, I just have a... Whereas I think for years we've been floundering without much of identity. Well, yeah. So that's something, I feel. And I feel. And I feel what that means is probably not going to collapse, even against Spurs,
3: even against, you know. Is it I feel also, like
2: we're, we're pretty solid. Just what, before John... Uh, John I answer, be is oh,
3: it just it. because... Also identity, but the biggest problem that we've spoken about for years has been that, you know, ball winner in midfield. And we yeah, have a player oh yeah. that's basically right. our man of the match every yeah, single game. Terraro. Yesterday was outstanding Huge terms of ball Why
2: did he substitute him? I mean, that was mystifying. Maybe fatigue. Maybe. Yeah, that was... John, what's your feeling about Al? Do you feel that we've got an identity there?
1: Yeah, I mean, th- 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 there was always this thing about um, Arsene Wenger, which was like, well, at least they played nice football. Well, I, I didn't really agree. No, we didn't. Certainly in the last few years. No, they? no, it was quite, Arsene was quite, quite boring. boring. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Emery, um, when he was at PSG... Wanted to play the the type of game that um Arsenal play now. He wasn't allowed to. The players rebelled against him and said, We want to play this slow passing game that we played under Laurent Blanc and I think he's enjoying having control yeah. and they reflect him as a manager and play very similar to Sevilla. So, you know, who were great teams to watch. You know, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be enjoying it a yeah, great it deal compared to what you're watching. Enjoyable is the word. I mean, yeah. I know it feels like a kind of slightly banal <laughs> thing to say,
2: but it really it's like. But every... that's what that's what you go for. Yeah, right. Exactly. And and that's what you weren't doing. Yeah. for So long. and the myth and, it's, and it was always annoying me. You're right, I'm so right about the boring football thing because there was always this myth right up to the end about Arsenal, and this is not to have a go at Wenger. It was just not true that we played good football, no. and it, it became. We we didn't, Josh. I mean, I've been saying it week in week out <laughs> for the last three years. Like every now and then we had a really good game, but most weeks it was unbelievably predictable the way we the way we approached each game, and it never varied. Whereas now there's a lot of variation in the play, in the pace, in the in the yeah. attack. They're looking for lovely little you know. Mo- they just there seems to be just a, and a you, general technical awareness.
1: And you have new here, I mean, Torreira obviously, but. I mean, I think you know personally. Lacazette is a player I absolutely love watching. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. so, yeah. a fantastic player, yeah. Yeah. and he was there last season.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I know, I know. Yeah. I thought we so really hard. missed him. Yeah. Go on. He, do, he works so hard off the ball. And this is, again, what you, your point about watching highlights. When you see him live, yeah. the amount of harrying he does and harassing of people at the back who have the ball and the amount of balls that he wins between the halfway line and, and the box back for the team is is phenomenal.
1: And, and he's also a scorer of very good
0: goals. Yeah. And, and, that.
2: and I thought Aubameyang well, didn't have that. I mean, you know, love him. Great classic poacher's yeah. goal that he scored.
1: Which didn't is have great a great have game. That, but
2: he didn't have a great game, right. and and and, you, and in that role up front, you know, Lacazette is just way better. I feel,
3: isn't he? I so didn't. Any of our front three were particularly special yesterday. No, I Mkhitaryan was. A, Mkhitaryan was came third out of three How did know, he that
2: remain on the pitch? It was.
3: was it was extraordinary. Weird. I don't know. Um, I guess I don't know. Was a Wobi? You know, getting tired towards the end. I think Wobi did look tired. Actually, he was sort of playing yeah. on that side, just yeah. in front of the away fans. Did start to look tired. Mictar, I guess the, the positive I would say towards Mictar was he he kept showing, he kept wanting the ball. Oh yeah, he had about five shots but way like 5000 meters kind of in the felt bar. like he didn't want him to have the ball at every no. opportunity as much as he was getting it. So yeah, uh not his not his best night. Um and look, I mean, the, the encouraging thing I know we've sort of talked about the team and I I just mentioned about getting better in the second half of the season. Yesterday, no luck as it. And look, I don't think we usually will play a back five this year, or three, and then the two fullbacks. We'll play a back four. Kashelny is actually breaking news, playing for the under twenty threes tonight, so yeah, there's that's a return. A, that's Monreal yeah. has been put back two weeks, but he should be back in mm. you know for mid December. Two, you know, two very important players to come back, like a Zet to play. There's reasons to be encouraged, but so much is going to depend. As I just said. Tottenham, which is exciting, just to have a you know North London Dough. we'll go above them, so that maybe does that add an extra spice to it? And then I'm going up as well, having I've done my first away domestic trip of the season to Bournemouth, uh, be doubling the tally with a trip to Old Trafford. And what John mentioned there about you go for fun. I obviously, I loved Arsenal-Wenger, but there's no question it's being at an Arsenal away game now, there isn't that horrible toxicness of like mm. fearing. And I remember the, the last game I'd been to away last season was Brighton, uh, which was one of the many defeats we had on the road last year where we, where we lost. And I remember it was genuinely fighting between Arsenal fans, physical fighting between fans. And at least it felt like, okay, there's, there's none of that today. There's, <laughs> there's unity, there was, you yeah. know, um, a real sort of gathering behind the, behind the team. And that is what you go for.
2: Absolutely. Before I forget, you're you talking about fighting in the stands, remind reminded me there's a brilliant Ian Wright documentary, which is on um, Tuesday and Wednesday night this week, on ITV4. It should be on ITV, but it's, they've stuck it on bloody ITV4, which is obviously an incredibly obscure channel, but I think most people do have access to ITV4. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's about racism and the history of black players in British football. And it is honestly, I'm not just saying, obviously I love Ian Wright. Oh, I you've like, seen
3: a preview, of I've course. I've seen
2: it, so yeah, I've seen it. And um, it's brilliant, because it's really... Um, it's, it's about society as a whole. Like it puts in the context of British society in the 70s and 80s particularly, when black players started getting into, into teams and then the national team, how racist... Britain was and it shows so it shows clips from just regular television you know like entertainment clips of Eric Morecambe and um I mean Ron Atkinson people just saying unbelievably casually racist stuff so it puts in the concept what would it must have been like for a young black guy growing up watching this unbelievably racist environment in Britain British culture and then trying to make it in their football team and incredible stories like the Chelsea player who was booed by his own fans
1: Paul Cannaville,
2: Paul yeah, Cannaville, exactly. Mm, yeah. Who I didn't know about. I don't really. I don't. I've heard of him, but I did not really know the
1: story. I've indeed. read, I've read I've his, his book. It's, oh right, it's, it's well unbelievable. Right. Yeah. So
2: that's he's in yeah. the he's in the document anyway. Just a. Rem- it's, it's, it's really called, good. It's called Out of Their Skin. Out of Their skin. Skins. It's on ITV4. I think it's about ten o'clock, Tuesday, Wednesday, and he'll be on the ITV Hub. Yeah, but and there's lots of really interesting, obviously, Arsenal related things in there. and Ian Wright does a brilliant job, kind of help kind of not he doesn't present it, he kind of what's the word? He's kind of in charge of the whole programme. <laughs> Going through it, yeah. Yeah, holding forth anyway, um we should mention this global sports salary survey.
3: Yeah, well Tom Tom's sort of area knows a lot about football finance, so I thought it was worth mentioning.
2: Here's my question. So data revealed today showing Arsenal are the fifth have the fifth high, highest wage bill. And there was other news saying that um apparently Man United players get played more than city players. Yeah. Is that right? Is there, but is there, a, is there like a kind of underhand – is there like a – like, for example, at City, is there like a bonus system where they get – or some kind of – they get given money somehow more than you would think on the strict wage bill that they have to – or am I – is that not true? Because it seems
0: incredible that City don't pay the highest wages. You're asking a sensitive question there. Oh, okay. I, I I probably can't. I'm not the best <laughs> person to comment on okay. that. Uh, I'm not trying to get you maybe trouble. Maybe
1: if you've got a view on
3: it.
0: Um,
1: well, let's say there is speculation, <laughs> uh, but Manchester United pay very well, yeah. uh, and some might say, well, many would say, they too well. overpay, <laughs> right? Uh, including your old friend
0: Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. So what's he on now? Five hundred a week, oh they my say. God. But what actually happened <laughs> with United, it was very interesting because you had a situation Not where. £500, pounds, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. You had a situation. 500000 sorry. Where. Uh, you, the same thing happened with United and Liverpool. When they slipped out of the Champions League spots. All of a sudden, not that many players were interested in going there. Right. So they went down the route of both of them went and pillaged the next best team down in the Premier League, which was Southampton. Yes. So they both went yeah. in and took everything. But then United actually had a change of tack, where they said we're going to get into beds with the agents that have all the mm. all the players and all the influence. So that it was no coincidence that pretty much all of Mina Raiola's stable ended up at Man United right. at the same yeah. time. And that was because he, Mino was getting paid so much to get those deals over the line. So that would be the rationale why the United players are still edging out yeah. City. So Pogba's one of
2: his, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So yeah. And I, Ibrahimovic was, Mkhitaryan yeah. was, you know, so there was a lot of lot of players that, that went there. Obviously, the, the missing one in the set is Mario Balotelli. <laughs> so <laughs> he was on the other side, but yeah, probably... Romelu Lukaku is
1: one as well. Exactly, oh, yeah. Lukaku,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So... So that that was so they they did overpay for, mm. for players. I don't know if out, they still yeah are. out of desperation to so try and bridge back over exactly
1: yeah.
3: But I mean, with Arsenal, we're we're fifth, right? And that sort of we're we're at performing at the level mm. you would therefore expect. Mm. Is that fair?
0: And a hundred percent. If you if you actually put this on a graph, there is a direct correlation with some. Big outliers, but pretty much what you pay is where you finish. Burnley are the ones that a few times have just gone massively outside of the range, but across the board, it does tend to be. But Spurs are, are...
3: yeah. Spurs would be third would be... in the league and sixth in the, yeah. in the wage bill, so that is a, yeah. an outlier. Yeah. yeah, that's a slight. That's an outlier, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let,
0: that, that, let's, let's about that. Let's brush that under the let's carpet. Bro-
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel the the whole united situation makes me feel better even better even better than I do about arsenal like you know you just see what a mess that is
3: yes and how it's just a mess john is that
1: fair oh absolutely yeah um and one that is not going to be sorted out until well a they sack the manager uh, b overhaul the structure of the club um which is something that if we refer it back to arsenal arsenal actually did yeah. and seems to have done quite successfully
2: yeah
1: yeah um and that's succession planning, that type of thing, which is something that Manchester United haven't done, essentially repeating the problems they had in replacing Matt Busby, you know, 45 years ago. That's
2: incredible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's weird to think, isn't it? About like a year ago, we were all saying how the, the whole... Club was like you know in, in a in a terrible state and you know from top to bottom and it was all well, now it kind of feels like well, at, it's yeah, been a huge amount percent. of change at Arsenal yeah.
3: if you if you look at how much change there had been in the previous yeah. generation almost so oh, uh, actually, yeah. and look yeah from Fingering Gazidis both you know departing the club uh, and even just changing personnel it's obviously going to take time for Emery to get new players but to have five new players who have all played their part this this year. Um, one of them was mentioned, Torreira being, you know, man of the match. It seems every other week, uh, a goalkeeper, which I think, who I think is. Is yeah, uh, against really my expectations, securing a number one sport that seems. Yeah, you
2: wanted Czech to come back. I don't do know if I just...
3: didn't want. <laughs> I said I expected because I thought if he's gone with Czech to start wanted... the season, mm. um, to then, he had, you know, and didn't get rid of him after the first game or two where there was an error where you give an opportunity to take him out of the team. So to wait until there was an injury, I thought that was, a, you know, a bit of an interesting decision, but one that has been vindicated, totally, You have to say.
2: Totally vindicated. On your menu this week, Josh, the, the most extraordinary item is battery power.
3: Yeah, um, I, I saw this story. Arsenal's I thought become... you'd pick it up because you love, like, you know, the the <laughs> idea that we're a, a, a club. Are you, you speak about. I like the idea that ve- we're a club. Well, you're a club that have good values, as oh, we all values. do. Oh, right. So I think we're I think we're doing this from a good values point of view, like uh, oh, I see. efficient oh, energy.
2: Yeah. yeah, Arsenal's become the UK's first football club to install large scale battery energy storage. I mean, I, was, yeah, I mean, it's not the most exciting of topics, but you know, I'm I'm fully in favour of it.
3: Well, the Guardian it, it, decided to oh, go okay. quite big on it. Okay. Uh, for those that want to read further, they um, can. Okay. Adam Vaughan uh, wrote an yeah, saying Arsenal have become the UK's first football club to install large-scale battery energy energy storage in a bid to cut electricity costs and support green energy. So hopefully we'll be able to pay more on wages because of our saved <laughs> money on electricity costs and we're supporting green energy. It sounds like a win-win to me. Do, do you think you? that means we get Ramsey a new contract? Here we go. T- <laughs> tucked into the basement of the Emirates, the system is capable of powering the 60,000-seat stadium oh. for an entire match or the equivalent of 2,700 homes for two hours. So, um, yeah, there's loads more information on Very this, but um, I'm I'm delighted with it, personally. Yeah. That's
0: impressive. I think Freiburg is the, the greenest oh, right, club yeah. in Europe, right. their, their whole stadium. I think it's they've got... Greener than their... Forest Green Rovers.
3: Forest Green Rovers Forest, were the first like, club to become right, vegan. vegan. That was a question in the sports quiz <laughs> yeah. I attended last night.
2: <laughs> Can I just say... I knew that. I knew that. Can I just say now, they should have some more vegan things at Arsenal, I think, especially on a club level, which must be just me full of vegans. It's about time we just yeah. had a rep yeah. from
3: Delaware North. We, we referenced we really them and there's... Who, Poor Delaware North. Who, yeah. Do you think there's someone from Delaware North who's sort of Head of menu at Arsenal. It's be somewhere. Is that their title, Head of yeah. Menu? Yeah. Dear sir, I'm looking for your and Head that, of Menu.
2: And then we just say they have a very easy life because they never change the riding Menu. That's for uh,
3: sure. Is there maybe a, maybe it might be some Christmas specials coming up in December? You'd
2: hope there'll be some vague Christmas.
3: Well, you'll be there, right there Sunday. It'll be December, so we can uh, can yeah. let us know. Yeah. What was interesting? I actually messaged this to you, didn't I? I? I now have a small screen right above where I sit in the back row, of the lower tier, because I can no longer see the big. Screen because they put an extra row in club level, so you yes. would be even more comfortable. <laughs> yes. So I now get a little screen above me if I want to watch replays. Oh really? And they showed the menu from club level. I think it was clearly an error, <laughs> but it was almost like to try and entice us to go oh and God. spend some money. But it Jesus. was showing us what you could get. Um, it's like here's what you could have. Won. Right. So
2: the so the crumb covered veggie burger. Yes, it was is, showing was the menu oh. of club level. Is that what you have? That's what, yeah. 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 Good. It's too thick. It's too. It's like a wedge <laughs> of crushed. I've mentioned this before. I've crushed vegetables, They're a very thick crust. Yes. It's too much. It needs yeah. to ease off. What would yeah.
3: you request if we had someone from Delaware yeah. North there? What would you ask for? Because you want vegan options, don't you?
2: Yeah, I could have a vegan mac, mac and cheese. Maybe they could call How it the,
3: the Bellerin Bowl of, of yeah, macaroni. And yeah, ba- yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That, that'd be good. Yeah,
3: I mean, but you've got to just... think about this. If we're going to ask them to come on, we can't just. We've got to have questions. I just need to want them to rethink the Vegemite recipe. That's that's the main thing. Okay. I think you you could get some sway on this. I think you'd be surprised that, that your influence. Uh, would
2: well, hope so. <laughs> we are run... more importantly, we are travelling to Vauxhall Vaux- on Thursday night, as previously mentioned. Expecting... We've sold
3: out our allocation. Have 800, we? 850 impressive. fans that's going incredible. out. I think a lot of them be U- heroes, fans, all of them. But fair play. Are yeah.
1: those fans that uh, want to get? a Ticket for the final, thinking they've got an eye on it.
2: Oh, maybe. Um, I well, Never thinking it's if, if true, yeah, possibly. I mean, I mean our, and, our and system... do you have to
3: show up for it if you get um, a ticket? So, they do <laughs> this you know thing, the final it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very fair question. The final, yeah, of course, Banky. in Baku, Banky, yes. The, what they do is you do get a voucher when you actually attend, so that if you want to receive the credit,
1: yeah, you, you have to collect the ticket. You have to prove there, that then. you
3: were no, no, you don't collect the ticket there, it's not as bad as it's been for Man United fans, yes. So, you get your ticket, and they also do give you the ability to write someone else's name should another person be attending on right, your ticket. Okay. Because did you hear what happened to the Spurs fans? A whole load of them went out to Eindhoven yeah. for their game in the Champions League and were turned away. There were hundreds of empty seats wow. in the away end because they were, they were being forceful on the If it wasn't your name on that ticket, you were not getting into the stadium and Spurs hadn't given their fans an opportunity to right. change their name. So that was a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fair play to all these fans going out to Vorksdale. But I think the system won't be that if you've gone to some of those games that you get a ticket, it's more like season ticket holders get and then yeah. there's been a ballot in previous people years. people in the... In the prawn sandwich, get yeah. club level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The veggie
1: burger.
2: Sorry, yeah. Yeah. prawn yeah. veggie
3: burger. Yeah. Um, but you, so you're uh, going to vegan prawns. prawns. <laughs> You'll be there for the the big one. Uh, I'll be there in front
2: of my TV watching this one. Oh, and I will be, of course, at the at the Emirates on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah it's so Derby well, Day, isn't it? And that is course. good planning. By People want to know what like you... like these things have uh, <laughs> sorted out behind that, the that scenes. That fixed your
3: computer. Yeah, it's how amazing, is three
2: Derbys having in the same day and one day on Sky? It's <laughs> extraordinary.
3: It's great. 11.30 brunch, is it for you? Or something like that? Um, nice, you nice know, I don't think... Well, Dermot usually organises
2: these things. TV's Dermot earlier. And I think because it, it's the X Factor final... That day, oh. so I think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be able to come, yeah. Gosh. Just saying, yeah. So, um, I think we're all floundering on it, It'd probably be a veggie burger for me. Pre, more importantly, it's quite, I mean, it's it's exciting, slash, worrying, isn't it? Because I feel Spurs were so good. I mean, I hate to say it, they were unbelievably good against Chelsea. And although, the, I mean, there was a certain, I mean, um, what's his name? You know, the terrible defender. Um, had a terrible David name. Louise. David Boy, Louise. It was oh, like, oh, sorry, sorry. I reverted, that. what did you call him? Oh, no, I was talking oh, I thought you were talking about the Spurs defender. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Louise had an unbelievably like old school David yes. Louise when he was terrible. Shocker of a game. But that whole Son, Ericsson, Ali, Kane thing, I'm worried about this whole thing. For
0: What's With, your feeling? Um, and
2: I'm edging towards prediction time, is what I'm saying.
1: Um, <laughs> I think I mean one of the things that Spurs have done in the last 3 or 4 years under Pochettino is that when teams are flying they've got a, they're good at stopping them. They did it to mm. Pep Guardiola in that first season. Oh, yeah. Uh they did it to Chelsea in that se- in the season that Chelsea won the league uh, and they did it to Chelsea last time. Uh Pochettino is quite good at yes. getting under the skin of a team that's flying. Oh god. So <laughs> That yeah. will be my concern.
0: It's a if, big concern. for you, yeah. Uh,
2: am I being pessimistic? Or what's, your, what's your feeling about this?
0: My view on this, I know you touched on it earlier on, but you look at the way Arsenal have been playing, and they have been consistent, but they've been winning games that they never would have won in, in the Wenger era. Mm. But you've a situation where they are conceding a lot of chances, and there are some, let's just say, ropey defending moments. You've Mustafi diving in all over the place. I've been impressed with Rob Holding, Socrates. I'm not sure, mm. you know, again, is he fully fit? So, like, defensively, if we can see chances in this game against the players that you've mentioned, the the one saving grace is that I know he scored at, at the weekend, but Kane hasn't been firing on all no. c- cylinders. And this mm. is probably the kiss of death now, but he has been missing chances that he should have buried it this season. Yeah. So, hopefully, that continues for the weekend.
2: Yeah, and I do feel like... I feel like Emery would probably revert to more like the, the, the kind of team that played against Liverpool than the the formation and line-up <coughs> last weekend. So and that I think that team's capable of at least you know matching Spurs unless Spurs are on in, like incredible form but you know I think yeah I'm, um, I'm, 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 I feel it's probably, we'll probably get a draw
3: is my feeling? is 1-1 yeah. one, one, one your prediction it feels like the most obvious thing to say One. one. I'm going to say 2-2 two, 2-2 two. Two, two. yeah but that would be mine too Actually, I, t- yeah, I, I, I
0: was going to say 2-2 two,
3: two oh. as well so, I think Arsenal will win do I think, you I think, yeah I think we will win the game I'm, I'm, I'm it's interesting you think back to the last time we played Spurs away at Wembley um And, you know, John mentioned earlier, Lacazette was at the club. But I remember thinking at the time, this guy's so short on confidence. He came on, had a late chance. We were sort of one nil down and had been totally outplayed, but had a chance to to get any cries. And he put it horribly, you know, just miscued horribly. And now you think, my God, I hope he's playing next Sunday because I think with him we really have a chance. Um, I, I think Obamian would be left out. Um, I wouldn't be too upset to see Ramsey come in, maybe from Ekateri, and I think he, you know it's not the natural position, but I think he, Ramsey will will do a, do a job as part of that front three. Um, and I expect they will be back to a back four. And yeah, I, I, look, we we weren't in great form when we played Tottenham at home last year, and we managed to sort of you know mm. come come away with a victory. So. Um, I, I think it's huge I, what, what are we I mean can you imagine if we go beat Spurs and then we go beat Man United uh, the whole table looks you know we'll, we'll go odds on we'll be you know favourites to make the top four <laughs> <was> gonna, odds, <laughs> or in the, odds on in the top four mark, are yeah.
2: people are asking whether the Spurs can catch I mean
3: they're, it, look it, they're only five points by Man City of course yeah. they've, they've got to be in the conversation but Man City have let in I don't think I, they think they think I was to. just listening <laughs> John agrees with me but they don't have to be in the conversation I was just listening to the, uh, the Totally Football Show just briefly on the way here Man City have not conceded in, show? a Totally Football Show what Jim James that? Richardson's podcast oh, okay. They've not conceded a goal from open play since the, the 1st of September or something. You know, really? Man City. Yeah, since Christ. Yedlin scored for Newcastle. Oh. So there's clearly no way anyone's catching them. So it is a, the best of the rest. But I think if, yeah. we, if we can take four points, let's say, or a win against Spurs and a draw against mm. Man United, we're in a great position. Mm. And that would be a huge success. It would be brilliant.
2: We do need to um, give official <laughs> predictions for the Vauxhall game. I say we are going to win 2-1. John?
0: No. Uh, 3-0 away win. Tom? 2-0, away went.
3: Josh? Um, well, it will be interesting who plays and who gets given an opportunity for this one because it, it could be debuts. I think it's, I hope time, Eddie it's a gets, time for them. A Eddie, when he, he's, yeah. the appearance he made in injury time on Sunday yeah. was his first Premier League minutes of the whole season. I know. And nearly and given the goal, goal they wouldn't Wellbeck...
2: have had time to take that free kick if you hadn't made that substitution. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> interesting.
3: Yeah. G- given that we have got no Danny Welbeck, can you have, if Abameyang had gone down injured, mm. presumably yeah. we would have had to be the option. So it's vital he, he gets a start. You assume Smith Rowe, I think. Uh, Zach Medley uh, might get a game as well. Yeah. So I will say that we'll uh, have a narrow 2-1 win, but it'll be enough, w- which will mean we we'll win the group, which means we're going to get a better draw, mm. um, which would mean I think we also play away in the first leg of the, uh, the round of 32. So okay. um, it is important to just see out the group.
2: Well, it's been real. Uh, thank you very much to Dr. Tom Markham. And good luck with the the films out now. What's the name of the film again? Kaiser,
0: the the greatest footballer never to play football. Available to download now.
2: Um, Thanks to John Bruin. Thanks to Josh. And we'll be back next week. Please, God, let's not lose to Spurs. That's all I can say. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistic the Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes.
1: 18 plus.